I'm Cynthia Walker, and I would like to welcome you to the Legacy Podcast with Ron Walker, the author of such titles as I Almost Gave Up, But Too Close to Give Up Now, and so many more. He's the pastor of Legacy Church International, a successful entrepreneur, and my loving husband. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Legacy Podcast, and be sure to follow him at Arthur Ron Walker across all social media platforms. And then go tell someone about the Legacy Podcast with Ron Walker. I'm not sure when I was first exposed to the concept of colored people time, but I'm sure it was as a hungry child. I was always a hungry child waiting for my next meal, so I'm sure I was envisioning a 20-piece nugget with ample sweet and sour sauces, only to be disappointed because we were still waiting on someone who happened to be on CPT. As a child, I was oftentimes angered, disappointed, or put off by those arriving late, causing everyone else to have to wait. But as an adult, it's cause for termination. One of the first things I did as a pastor was sat down with the musicians and talked to them about timeliness. One of the first things I do as a manager, consultant, or business owner is talk to my team about being on time. Why? because it sets the tone of the relationship in my eyes. If I can't trust you to be on time, then I can't trust you. If you can't do a simple thing like arrive by the agreed upon time, then how can I trust you to do anything you say you'll do? It seems simple, but it means a lot. If I say I'll see you at seven, but then I don't see you at seven, I start to question everything. Maybe it's carryover from being that little boy waiting for daddy to come, or maybe it's just an expectation of common courtesy. I guess I just expect others to value my time, obligations, and responsibilities as I do theirs. Because time is one commodity that cannot be earned back. Once it's gone, it's gone. So if you waste mine, you're demonstrating that you don't care about what else I have going on in my life, who else I'm responsible to, or what else I have to do. The only important thing to you is you, and that makes it difficult to build a team, execute a vision, and fulfill our destiny. Time matters, expectation matters, and perception matters. Little things like when you arrive, excuses you make, reasons you say you can't attend, these things matter because they set the tone when it comes to our trust level. If I perceive you to be an individual that can't be trusted, then we can't work together. It stunts the growth of our community, it stunts the growth of our church, it stunts the growth of our relationship. It stunts growth constantly. I see relationships fail all the time over simple matters such as trust. A person can't put their phone down and trust that you won't look at it, because they don't trust what you've been doing with it. And it goes on and on and on, back to the other person they were dealing with before you and whatever people they may be dealing with even now. But we have so many trust issues and relationships and businesses and organizations and churches in our community, and it really keeps us from growing and being the people that we're meant to be. And it's all because of our perceptions, perceptions of what type of person we're dealing with or how that person is, and and it's funny because these perceptions can be based on simple things like what we eat. I remember the first time my daughter asked me to buy 
her a bag of hot Cheetos. It was a soul-crushing blow to my psyche. As a parent, I want to believe that I'm raising an upstanding, contributing citizen of within society, one that listens to classical music like Chopin and Pachabelle, Vivaldi and Bach. Instead, I automatically looked at my daughter in that moment and was flooded with visions of her watching Housewives of Somewhere, Love and Hip Hop, and whatever stereotypical show you can think of, but I'm not trying to condemn those shows. It just wasn't what I wanted for her. I didn't want her to be perceived as a certain type of person based on the shows she watched, the music she listens to, or the food she eats. But let's be honest, there's a certain perception associated with people that eat certain things. If I started talking about eating hog moths, pig ears, and chitlins, you'd call me country. If I was talking about creme brulee, caviar, and foie gras, you would call me fancy or something. But you would have a certain perception based simply on the food that I eat. I said it in episode one, we judge each other harder than anyone else. We look down on certain people within our community for any little thing. The food they eat, the shows they watch, the clothes they wear, whether they read, listen to podcasts, or go to church. We look for ways to define one another. We seek out signs of success and qualifiers of one's worthiness to be part of the black community. We'll give people hood passes and try to trade people out of the community when they make blunders in order to make way for those that seem to meet our qualification of community standards according to their deeds over their natural inclusion into the race. For some reason, we can be very open to others, but closed off to our own. And I'm not saying that we should close others out. I believe in love and acceptance, but I believe that we should seek harder to love one another, no matter what they eat, watch, or indulge in. We have an obligation to love one another, but we should have a duty to be open to one another as well. Now, business-wise, if you patronize a business a few times and the service is subpar, the environment is toxic, and the establishment is unclean, I get it. We can't simply accept things because the owner looks like us, but we have to do a better job of supporting one another. Perhaps you can take it a step further and try to encourage, assist, or inform the owner in an effort to help them improve. Sometimes owners just don't have the resources, finances, or help necessary to bring their establishment up to the same standards as their counterparts. It's not an excuse. It's a reason based on generations of lack, misguidance, and systematic handicapping. All things that we have to work towards overcoming. It's not about our inability to be on time, our lack of trust towards one another, or the hot Cheetos some of us enjoy. It's about priorities, perception, and how we judge one another based on choices. That's what's holding us back. We have to change the way we are seen received and perceived. Until people see us as respectable, they won't respect us. Until they see us as a good investment, they won't invest in us. Until they see us as a good choice, they won't choose us. That's just advice for anyone though. If you're looking for a mate, a loan, or simply looking for respect, that's how you get it. You command it, not demand it. Don't demand respect with your words alone, but command respect through your actions over time. But anyway, join me next time as I talk about black power, consumerism, and tight jeans. I'm Ron Walker, and this has been the Legacy Podcast. 
Be sure to follow me on social media at author Ron Walker and tune in to every episode of the Legacy Podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day. This episode of the Legacy Podcast was brought to you in part by the generous contributions of people like you to our ministry, Legacy Church International. If you would like to support, please send your donations via Cash App to Legacy Church INT and follow at Legacy Church INT on Instagram and Legacy Church International on Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Podcast with Ron Walker. Be sure to tune in to the next episode and make sure you tell a friend.